What's up, guys? I'm back. This is Pauline Theology Daily Devo. We are studying through the great book of Ephesians. We're in chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. So if you haven't checked it out, man, go ahead, read it, and then come back, and we'll answer the four questions, my friends. So we are on 2, 14 through 16. For those who've already read, we are going to go ahead and jump on into it. And we have uh, uh, been studying through last episode, we saw that we were in a desperate situation as Gentiles. Uh, most of us who are probably listening to this are not of the Jewish uh, traditional background. And so when we say Gentile, it means all of those people. And so we were not part of the covenants of promise, the, the commonwealth of Israel, or we're not part of that family of God per se, because we have not proselytized or we have not uh, come under the um, the laws of of uh, of what God had given to Israel. And so we were strangers. And now Paul is saying that we are being made near by the blood of Christ, that now no longer do we have to put ourselves up under that law, but we can recognize and know that we are a part of the community because God made a way through his son, Christ. And that's what we're going to see here. So let's go ahead and jump into it. What's 14 through 16 say? It says, for he is our peace, making uh, both one and dividing, or I mean, I'm sorry, and destroying the dividing wall of hostility in its flesh. The law of commandments and dogmas, he nullified. So that in the two he might create in him one new human, one new man making peace. And he reconciled both in one body to God through the cross, killing the hostility in him. Man, this is a powerful thing. I think there's a couple of things that we can we can take from this first off as we read it. I think the first thing is that God is is making everyone new. So if you're in Christ and he says you were far from him and now you are drawn near to him, you are part of this community, he says he's making you a new creation. But see he's not only he's not making you a new creation individually. He is making you into a new creation and then he's seeding you into a community. He says the two have become one. And in a specific sense, he is speaking about the, the Hebrews and the Gentile. We, that's why I went over that at the very beginning, because it's important to see that it is uh, a Hebrew faith in which this started. And you could be a part of it if you come under the Hebrew law. But now it is through Christ that we have this um, community or family with God, that we are a part of the family of God. But secondly, I think we can think of this as just as people. Uh, in the world today, man, we've got so many hostilities against one another because of, of, of race and, and gender and all, all sorts of things, man, that divide us because we don't find our identity in the thing that we should be finding our identity in. I read a bunch of commentaries on, on this, and it said that maybe one of the strongest points of uh, this book or this this letter that Paul's writing to the Ephesians is that it's about who we are. 
Because in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, who we are in Christ is such an important thing. And this is one of the tailing uh, um, scriptures, tailing parts of the letter that lets us know who we are in him. It says that though we were some were near to God, nearer to God and some were farther to God, he says, but he has made the two one. And so in a world where we do have these identity problems, uh, where we don't know who we are or we take too much on the fact of who we say we are, is that when we come into Christ, Man, we are one new creation, a new human being, a Christian, a family member of the household of God. That is who we are. Uh, one thing in my life I used to uh, struggle with was who I was because of where I grew up and and uh, and my also my race, my skin color. But now I listened to a song and it was like not who you are, but whose you are. And once I came to the knowledge of whose I was then I realized that is who I am. I am Christ's. And that's one thing that happens. That's why I said he made peace because he is our peace. That is the peace that happens, the derision, the, the hatred, the vitriol, the fighting of all of the things that we believe are better can be nullified. They can be stopped. They can be broken. We can have peace in Christ through his sacrifice. Now it continues on and it says that that wall, that division, that dividing wall of hostility, that he destroyed that. And a good picture of that is, is literally, he's talking about the wall at the temple. There was a court of Gentiles and then there was a court of women. And then there was a, just a, a normal court in which all other Hebrew people could go into. You see, Paul is actually uh, in prison right now in Rome potentially writing this letter, thinking on this subject as he's writing to the Ephesians because he had gotten in trouble for allegedly bringing a Gentile past the court of Gentiles, past the place where they were allowed to go. And Paul is saying that through Christ, the temple in which uh, uh, we have access to God, the temple in which actually the Hebrews had access to God in, in the place where they would worship and offer sacrifices, that wall for Gentiles to be at bay, held back, has been destroyed. And it's been destroyed in, in Christ's flesh. That hostility, that uh, vitriol that had separated them from God now the Gentile is made near. Everybody has access to God. We're going to see that further as we continue to read. But yes, he says this hostility has been broken. And then finally, he says it one more time. He goes and he says that we have reconciliation, both of us. And this is a unity that's happening. So not only are we coming into one new creation, but we are being unified. And what does unity mean? It means that we have different parts that make up one uh, um, thing. And so when I say different parts, I mean that we all have different talents, we have different skills, different looks, different, uh, um, we all have different ways of identifying ourselves. And the true identity in which we have, of course, is Christ, but that does not separate or nullify the other things that make us who we are. I'm, I'm a black man, and so I am a black man still in Christ. I don't lose that. But what it does 
this 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 peace that happens reconciles it means that i'll see others as more significant than myself and so others in the same will look at me as more significant and we recognize that these these differences that we have should be um, um, lifted up and and glorified but at the same time that those differences don't make us any better than the next person and so that unity is all the diversity that God has created is beautiful and it's wonderful because it's his creation. But all of those things we bring humility to in order that we can bring honor and glory to God by the peace that he has created amongst us. And that's what it means when he says that the two have been made one. One. And then he continues and he says that it's by the spirit we can have, or I'm sorry, it says he continues to say that this is in one body to God by the cross. And this action, this action is by the sacrifice of Christ. And that sacrifice that, that he did, the, the, the men that killed him on the cross, in so doing, he killed that hostility between man. If we have faith, man, that's a powerful word. That's a powerful word, man. Let's get to who God is. God is the great reconciler, man. Reconciling means parties that have been in some kind of uh, um, dysfunction, anger, separation. That means that they can be brought back together. And that is what God does. He is reconciling us to himself. We see that. But here he is reconciling everyone together and we saw earlier says everything will be under the headship of christ so not only is he reconciling us to him so god to man but he's reconciling man to man he's reconciling all peoples together through his son jesus and then that's not part of this but it was part of what we talked about earlier is that he's reconciling everything man all things the entire world all of creation will be under him and then how can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, we're new creations. So when God has called us and, and we have accepted the call by faith and he has given us grace and it's poured out upon us, man, we are new. He is creating something new in us. And that is not just to be individual, but is also to be pushed in to a family that we don't see each other as, as uh, um, better or worse, but we see each other as family members saved by the gracious love of our Father. So let's look at other people today, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ, and see them as creations of God, our Father. And for those who are not in this family, let's look at them and, and, and bring them into this fold so they no longer see themselves as some kind of identity in which they feel like they have to bolster in order to feel some kind of pride, but that they might come and recognize that only the, the, the only true boasting that we can do is in the cross of Christ and what he's done for us so that all the things that we do now, which does in some, in some form of fashion, sometimes can be boastful, awesomeness, greatness, and goodness, but it's all because of the one who gave it to us.
I appreciate you guys for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.